Okay, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the, I guess, the very first episode of the NUA Masters podcast. I'm joined here with Rowanna Seekings. Hello. Hello, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. You're our very first guest. Yeah. How do you feel? Uh, privileged. <laughs> Special. <laughs> Put you in the corner there to yep. say that. Um, <laughs> so the idea behind this is just to get people like yourself who are uh, master's students here at uh, Norwich University Arts to um, come in and talk about their work, uh, what they're up to, what they've been up to, um, what you're doing, going to be doing going forwards. Um, um, so we'll, I guess, get stuck in. Uh, and if you want to start with telling us a little bit about yourself and, cool. and your practice. Yep. Um, well, I'm on the part-time MA, so mm -hmm. I'm finishing my second year at the moment. I suppose if you're going to try and put me in a box or define my <laughs> practice I'm, a, I'm multidisciplinary in what I do although I just probably say that I'm an artist um, <laughs> at the moment I'm doing stuff around social commentary um, experimental film installation and what brings all that together that it's heavily based around collaboration um, mm -hmm. formal terms I suppose collaboration is my main methodology and how I go about my research and my practice and that's kind of it keeps evolving the practice with what I'm doing at the moment. Um, so a little bit more about specifics of what mm. I'm doing yeah, yeah. is um, I run an Instagram page called Mylene Ritual um, and it looks at the kind of current or sort of hidden epidemic around lean use. Mm. Lean's a pharmaceutical concoction of promethazine and codeine mixed with fizzy drinks and hard-boiled sweets, Jolly Ranchers often. <laughs> um, and it's kind of in and amongst a subculture that isn't really made too much aware of in the mainstream. Yeah. Although it's there, it's actually quite present. Mm. It's just people are unaware of it. Mm. Um, no, I, I mean, I, the first I heard of this was at the recent exhibition that you, you did, which we'll kind of get on to yeah. um, in, a, in a second. But um, it's really fascinating some of the work that you're doing but yeah i never heard of of this kind of underground culture of this lean yeah. um drug that's going on so this is what your focus is at the moment in in the work that you're doing yeah, yeah. um so i kind of came about with it um at work initially i was i work with young people and i was confronted with like a piss colored bottle of sprite and i'd i knew what it was because i we have up-to-date training all the time with mm -hmm. drugs um and it's in the music that I suppose that I'm interested in. Um, certain artists were in the media for recent deaths. So I suppose it was in my current life because mm, of that. Mm. And then connections were being made with what I was seeing at work. And then um, some of my friends, I would see like purple stained bottles or doubled up polystyrene cups on my social media feed of other friends' posts. And, and these then are all sort of simple evidence yeah paraphernalia yeah, yeah. i suppose if you want to call it that and so i just became really aware that this was something in quite a large part of my life mm. and something that around people that i care about um not so, so much the celebrity side of it although you know you you have empathy for that but when you start to see it with people that you work with and friends you suddenly find a deeper connection to it yeah um and i suppose i just wanted to start talking about it um, because it's so heavily promoted on Instagram mm. mainly, which is why I run the Instagram page. Mm. Um, it's really glorified. And actually, when I started talking more to my friends and seeing people at work and just seeing all these wide issues associated with it that were never really talked about, um, the the kind of the impact or the addictive qualities of codeine, mm. the withdrawals yeah. that come from using codeine, mm -hmm. 
um, are very similar to heroin mm. because the way the liver breaks down or processes codeine in the body, it breaks down the same way as heroin does. So you withdraw in the same way. Wow. So even though one's a bit more socially acceptable because it's a pharmaceutical prescription drug yeah. and the other is associated with being a kind of underground street drug, mm. um, the impact is quite similar, although the use of it is different. The repurposing of pharmaceutical drugs, I suppose, I was quite interested in as well. Mm. Okay, yeah, so somebody like myself who lives uh, sort of a very different life almost and, you know, complete unexposure to to this when i first went to the recent exhibition that you did and i saw that it was such an eye-opener um through the work that you've that you've done and and that that uh, film film piece um so i guess the question that i'm kind of leading up to is uh using you're currently using film in your practice right yeah i know you've done a few other other bits and pieces what is it about the film approach and your specifically what you've produced over the last however weeks and months that, that helps to kind of communicate this um i suppose it's because you can present something quite honestly mm. um without too much adulteration mm. um although my editing techniques and processes are i suppose a bit analogous to kind of lean use and the rituals around the preparation around lean use and the repurposing of pharmaceutical drugs has really tapped into the way that i edit stuff um so i'm i'm filming uh, my own friends using um through the instagram page and the followers that i've kind of attracted through that page they are collaborating with me and sharing their own footage whether Mm -hmm. it's videos photographs or their shared experience so they're giving me footage i'm using my own footage and bringing it all together to kind of re-represent kind of people's experience as well as my own observations um but my editing kind of taps into that ritualistic thing because i'm gathering all this information i'm then uploading it onto my computer i'm re-recording it through my phone because mm. um, i'm really interested in post-production and new wave kind of film yeah. di- that diy sense mm. um and getting a sense of observation through it and when i re-record for a screen a screen you feel like you're actually really getting to look at something you get a weird sense of intimacy with something when you do that um so i kind of like that approach and then i use um insta size uh to carry on my editing so once i've refilmed it again on my phone i put it through insta size crop it into a square format which is i'm kind of appropriating the instagram Mm. formatting yeah yeah and then i bring it back into my computer again and um i i suppose the format is through is made by appropriating Instagram format mm. um, on the actual film in Premiere Pro. Uh, so you got this kind of constant, almost narrative. Yeah, of re- and I want I wanted that relationship to kind of marry with the the social commentary on mm. Instagram. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really there was this artist called Dara Birnbaum. She's a video artist and installation artist, and mm. she does a lot of work around um, kind of talking back to the media. Um, with footage that she gathers from protests and riots and things like that and reinstalls them and presents them back sometimes live so you get this sense that the media talks back to the media and that really hit home with me that I could adopt something kind of similar with the Instagram page and that I'm using hashtags and um, imagery that talks back to the very community that glorifies it and promotes Mm, it mm. Um, yet the commentary that's written there is quite the opposite so you get this balance between 
the desirability but also the reality yeah um so that's kind of what i was doing the instagram page and then i wanted that to kind of carry through into the the film all the way through though i've been at this kind of weird conflict on how do i get a balance of being a creative practitioner mm-hmm. um exploring my own kind of creative development and experimentation and making sure that is sympathetic to the social commentary side of it (laughs) so it's always been in the back of my mind Mm. on how I get that balance which is why I think collaboration really helps because it's really honest Mm. and the only thing that I do to um, mess around with what's offered to me is the cropping the stylizing of the format yeah yeah. otherwise the rest of the footage is just is what it is Mm, mm. Um, so yeah yeah, this it's very good. The, the work that you're that you're doing at the moment has that been something that um, is new and you've been exploring over this kind of masters, or has it kind of evolved naturally from other things? It's evolved you've... naturally from other things. So even though I haven't used film as formal final outcomes in previous units from the start of the MA, I've always used a bit of film to document stuff mm. and um, use it as evidence. And I suppose I'm all about collecting evidence of all my work is about collecting evidence of stuff and re-communicating it back out to Mm. an audience. And so with other installations or public interventions I've done with random sculptures and experiments I've done with other peers, I've documented that like um, one of the films that you like negotiations with an altercation we had with some security guards in a shopping (laughs) shopping centre with a sculptural installation and a live piece. But actually the. I recorded just the hand gesticulation Mm. of the conversation Mm. of the negotiation we were going through to allow us to use the space. Um, And I suppose that came from, so that fed into this project, kind of just really zooming in um, onto people's hands, people's gesticulation, how we use hands as a tool to um, navigate things, Mm. um, to create things, um, going through this idea of process creation and reward our hands are very much a tool in that and Mm. that taps into the research i did into the desire to use drugs which all came back that um the preparation and the paraphernalia was all much part of the process and the creation which feeds into the reward Mm -hmm. not just the effect of the drug um and then going back some more i've been an illustrator since 2007 Mm. um (laughs) and doing stuff um generally stuff around designs for clothing music labels album artwork festival murals some i've got some stuff um in norwich in the underpass and uh all of my work has included hands i've just historically had a fascination with what hands symbolize and how we gesticulate communicate non-verbal communication Mm. and i suppose that's all been really literal Mm. whereas i think as it's kind of developed through this doing this MA and exploring different um, media to kind of realise my ideas, it's trickled into the film side of stuff, um, but just in a much more abstract or representational way rather than a literal way, mm, I think. Mm. So, yeah, I suppose that's a bit of a history to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because uh, we were talking a little bit before we hit record on this, yeah. right, and uh, the your your narrative of Hands, if, if you will, is that, that negotiation video from without knowing the context of it i actually found that quite funny yeah. uh, because I, I saw it as a negotiation between the two hands because yeah. the and if you're listening to this and you're inter- interested um definitely check it out w- where can people uh, find it's on my it? website so yeah. ryanaseekings.com you can see it under the video 
um, section. Yeah. And I, and I find it, I found it fascinating because and I found it really comical. Uh, it's like these two hands and they're kind of almost negotiating with each other. And that's the way I, and I see it. But I think that narrative of hands definitely kind of shows up in some of your other work all the way through. And, and you mentioned you've done sort of illustration work. And that's kind of where you started. And now you're kind of looking into films. Um, at what, what sort of other projects throughout this MA have you, have it all been film sort of related? No, and I wouldn't actually say that I'm explore. I'm not trying to make film. I'm mm -hmm. just, that's just another piece of, and that's why I suppose I go down the DIY, a bit more new wave experimental stuff because I don't class or define myself as a filmmaker. I don't have the, the background knowledge to even um, have the ego to call myself a filmmaker, <laughs> but I'm, I love the the fact that I can use it as a way of documentation and collecting evidence and mm -hmm. allowing some of the experimental processes I've gone through to make something that I suppose is kind of refined but naturally in its rawness that's kind of sympathetic to the mm -hmm. to the the subject matter but I definitely don't define myself as a filmmaker I just like making things and yeah. I suppose that's been the the journey that I've gone through on the MA initially starting with drawing but wanting to kind of visualize those in more of a 3d kind of format so i've start i've experimented loads with sculptural forms wire cement casting i was an assistant to polyionides for um a massive shell sculpture mm -hmm. which was for the an um uh a big what do you call it sculpture trail in wells last year mm -hmm. and i was lucky enough to also go to the mould making side with Nick Brooks as well who's based out um, near Great Yarmouth so it was an amazing experience going through and being an assistant to such a bit large scale sculpture um, and so I've kind of just been interested in making and learning mm -hmm. and testing mm -hmm. out materials and seeing what's the best material to realise an idea yeah. rather than go I just want to make film yeah. because I suppose that's just not it. Like I just like, I'm curious, I mm, suppose. Mm. I think that's maybe it. Yeah. And I guess you mentioned there like the uh, wells and artists in kind of Great Yarmouth and stuff and, you know, all with it, like uh, places, uh, focal places in, in Norfolk. Yeah. Um, is that, does that kind of lead into why you've chosen to do an MA anyway or is there other kind of other reasons why um, your, your kind of work has brought you here? I suppose... Because I'm from Norfolk originally, mm -hmm. and when I originally went to university, I wanted to get as far away from Norfolk as possible. <laughs> I didn't even consider Newer as an option mm. for a university. I literally looked at a map and I was like, where's the farthest I can get away <laughs> where get I can't get on a train or a bus and come home easily? <laughs> I was just like running, escaping. And um, so picked Preston. I was at University of Central <laughs> Lancashire, and I was like, "That's definitely far enough." Uh, it took nine hours on a bus to get there, yeah, that's so um, and far away. five to six hours on a train, and it was expensive. So I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> um, so actually, at this stage in my life, where I I, I was teaching in Lowestoft mm. um, Art and Design there, and I just really wanted to be local. I'd built a network of friends in the local art scene mm -hmm. here, based around my illustration stuff, and it was the first time I felt really like I, I want to study at Newer, like it's my home and I think Newer is such a good university. It's has it's really credible. Mm. The opportunities of people leaving and graduating here have been huge. Um, and just the connection it has with the local art community, like art community here is mm. 
is really strong. Some of the other projects you you mentioned a lot about collaboration. That's really important. And I definitely echo that. I think that's super important. And I think you can can really feel that here at at NUA. Do you think that that's kind of um, the community and and the artists around you and the other MA students has has really um, brought that, the importance of collaboration out for you or, or kind of had an impact on your work? Yes and no. I wouldn't say necessarily the art community of Norwich had had the influence on me around collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I go to loads of things in Norwich that's around and it's really lovely to see all the different things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Some are really isolated from each other. Some are quite connected. Um, but it's really the nature of being on the MA. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose naturally... I'm so interested in people. People fascinate me, which is why I do the work that I do, that I naturally collaborate with people. But especially on this second year of the MA, just building connections with um, one of my peers, Robin Bailey. She is on the curation MA and she wanted to do um, a series of artist talks and interviews. So she came and interviewed me at my studio and documented the interview and put that out on social media that then led to Let's Talk Creative Practice, which was a series of artist talks at the Playhouse, which I took part in. And then she wanted to extend that even further and for, um, put on a big show, the New Masters exhibition that was on just over a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of I became a part of that. So you, there's this natural collaboration forming with opportunities, which is amazing. And not only that, like last year, I collaborated with another peer, Kate Walker. We did a little window exhibition together at the Norwich Art Shop. Um, another friend, Deron Burns, who graduated, he was on the full time mm-hmm. last year. Uh, we collaborated where I was casting his body parts and he was the person that we did the collaboration at the, the shopping centre with the negotiation oh, video. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I suppose it's kind of, we've been drawn in to these mm. kind of connections and the nature of the course means that you're in and around people that you wouldn't ever necessarily cross paths with mm-hmm. um yet you find a common ground and you think oh actually this would really feed into what i'm doing or i'm going to really feed into what you're doing and so let's do something together mm-hmm. and see what happens yeah. um so i suppose the nature of the course and meeting people you wouldn't expect to kind of brings about the collaboration so i'm going to change the subject slightly okay but i'm also good let you know i'm gonna ask you a big question all right so <laughs> fire away <laughs> not scary <laughs> I, I really don't like being asked this question okay. but i love asking it okay so what's the next what's next what's like the next step for you well um i suppose lots of things mm-hmm. i don't necessarily other than the illustration i don't my current work isn't work that you can technically sell mm-hmm. um because of the nature of it so i'm looking to do a collaboration with somebody else <laughs> where who has done um some work around um the impact of brexit on the pharmaceutical industry they work in a pharmacy a guy called callum he runs site um you can find that on instagram uh and it came about from him asking me to submit my one of my first cuts of this film for a showreel for mm-hmm. a health exhibition that he did um, so we got talking about the the kind of wider issues around the opioid crisis, pharmaceutical industry. Um, so we're going to do an exhibition together aiming for other... So we have some network and connections in London and Brighton. So looking to go there and do a, maybe a call out to other artists that are focusing, doing work around the pharmaceutical industry or their experience of it as holistically as possible mm-hmm. so mine is a really niche area yeah. his is a really niche area so if mm. we branch out to other people we can 
make a really big show around mm-hmm. that. So that's a goal for Easter next year. So that's one thing in the pipeline. I think maybe looking at doing some more work, maybe taking this into the community, mm-hmm. the work that came back from the exhibition, from the public engagement and the interaction and feedback from them because I had an interactive board there. That's feeding into the development of this project and continuing the work with Mylene Ritual. So that will carry on. Maybe looking at some funding to do some stuff around that and see how far I can push it. Um, I quite like to do some residencies. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really positive step forward to kind of when you come out of the momentum of doing the MA. Mm-hmm you're then left to your own devices and I don't want to lose that momentum that I think we've had this whole two years which is quite fast paced (laughs) and intense Mm. and then suddenly not to have that structure so I think it would be really good to maybe do some residencies and apply for that I've applied for a few competitions as well um so I'm just waiting to hear back from them Mm -hmm. um so yeah lots lots going a few things yeah (laughs) things I can try definitely um I just want to jump uh sort of almost a, a next step because i know if you are listening to this sort of before august 2019 then um you got that we got the ma degree show coming yeah. up um and we have talked a little bit about um your work at the um new masters exhibition yeah. recently your mylene ritual yeah. specifically are you looking to sort of put that in, in this exhibition or you've got different work that you want to no i'm going to be exhibit? including that um set up hopefully a little bit different i've got mm-hmm. a few um tech things that i need to explore um just to change the format and maybe not do a projection this time and mm-hmm. use tv monitors so but i'll be putting something similar in because i'm the whole aim of my work is to kind of broaden perspectives around the around lean use but the wider issues associated with it looking at the issues around addiction which has come through from the public engagement and their self-reflection on everyday addictions that are a bit more socially acceptable um so i think there's so much scope to go with that I think the work needs to carry on mm-hmm. reaching more audiences. Yeah. So that will be for the MA. I'm not going to tell you anymore because you have to come to it and have a look. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's that's the plan. Anyway. Good, good. Um, well, I think the nice thing to, to end on would, um, if, if anybody's listening to this that uh, might be looking to apply to do an MA uh, at NUA or just in, in sort of in general, any advice that you might give to them or, or pass on? Yeah, um, think... Yeah, think about why you want to do an MA. Um, there's, because I think that's that really feeds into how you approach it and mm. what you get out of the MA. So mm. some people might already have quite an established practice and want to pursue and push that and extend that further. Some people like me might have an established practice, but you want to leave that where it is and really look at breaking yourself down and really seeing what else you're capable of and what what else you can achieve um i wanted to push myself on a practical and creative level and conceptual level as well i think mm-hmm. um so yeah why do you want to do the ma i think about that what do you want to get out of it um what do you think it's going to do for you be really open to learning and i'd say be really open to being vulnerable i've never felt so vulnerable in my practice <laughs> in all my life um i felt quite confident with what i was doing until i started this course and then actually but i really well welcomed it it mm-hmm. was like i think it's really important and it really does make you look inwards and question yourself um in a conceptual practical every kind of sense of the word so i think embrace critique is the best bit of advice mm-hmm. i can give you and request it um I've requested it extensively from my tutors. I'm just like, don't hold back. Just, you know, 
tell me how it is. I just want you to beast me kind of thing <laughs> um, because I want to learn. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And actually that's Absolutely. what I'm paying for. Mm-hmm. You know, you're paying for a course and so you want to get the most out of it. So putting yourself in that really vulnerable situation and requesting criticism um, really helps you figure out where you're going mm-hmm. with what you're doing and doing something that's really honest and true to you I think that's really important and that probably brings me on to not seeking approval from anyone don't Mm -hmm. try and make work that you think is what you're meant to be making Mm -hmm. go with your instinct and allow and welcome the criticism around what your instinct's saying rather than what you think people should Mm. should what you think people want from you Mm. I think that's really important um and just want to test yourself and have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, and have yeah. fun. It's, it is really fun. <laughs> it's intense, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some some really good advice there. I think de- I could definitely take on from some of that myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely totally echo some of those things you're saying there. Um, cool. Well, f- thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, it's been lovely it's been to have fun. you and you're the first one. So yeah. hopefully it wasn't too scary yeah, <laughs> coming no. on board. Um, just I think the last thing to leave, if, if, if people want to find out more, we spoke a lot sort of a whistle stop about what you're doing. And I know I've had the privilege of, of knowing where to find your information and looking up beforehand. Yeah. Um, if, if if people listen to this want to know a bit more, where, where do we find this from you? Yeah. Um, so you can come and find me on my website. That's roannaseekings.com. Um, my art Instagram page is kind of always on the go. So that's RBA underscore Roanna Seekings. And then if you want to follow the social commentary and kind of stuff that I'm doing around Mylene Ritual, that has its own Instagram page. And that is at my underscore lean underscore ritual mm-hmm. yeah so yeah come come and say cool. hello yeah definitely yeah. and we'll put all of that information on our bits and pieces as well so that um you can find out that um but yeah thanks thanks very much nice for, for coming along and uh, thank good you. luck with your work thank you